again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, a program presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation working for social change for over 26 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. As per usual, we are broadcasting from the 3CR studio on the land of the Wurundjeri, the people of the Kulin Nation. For our first program in 2024, we are still trying to understand the mess that was 2023. Mm-hmm. Halfway through our fifth year, meanwhile, of Think Again, having critically, sometimes angrily commented on so many issues, events, processes occurring in our world and especially occurring in our country. And just having started a new year, it feels as if some really foundational thinking is in order. We have tried to balance our programs regularly with positive, sometimes even optimistic commentary and ideas. But honestly, we are still reeling from the disaster that was 2023. Yeah, so as you say, Jacques, uh, in this program we're trying to make sense of it all. Or to start making sense of it, yes. That's right, it's a big job. (laughs) Even while we see that those who govern us have already come up with... what they have come up with in the first couple of days of 2024. Like Albanese's stands on Australia's role in the Middle East. Uh, now, of course, with uh, Minister Wong being there and doing a rather p- good job, I think. Yeah, sort of tempering that initial response. But still, the initial responses were rather dismal, I think. Then mm-hmm. not to mention Dutton's call to boycott Woolworth for not wanting to sell Australia Day flip-flops made in China. Obviously a major issue for (laughs) the Unbelievable. (laughs) So looking back at 2023, first, the worst. Deborah Mailman, in her interview in last week's Saturday age, 12th of January, she declared that 2023 was, and I quote, a hell of a year for Indigenous people in Australia. Yeah, of course, she was referring to the lost referendum for an Aboriginal voice to Parliament to be enshrined in the Constitution. Yeah, she said, and I quote again, it was absolutely devastating. Mm. The conversations got very toxic in the lead up and it was so quick and so decisive, so early on in the count, Mm. it was incredibly overwhelming, end of quote. Indeed, a few decades of progress undone in a referendum. Mm. Yeah, and then there was constantly rising cost of living and interest rates and and the ongoing housing crisis, um, all still very much alive in 2024. Plus the floods and heat and bushfires and cyclones. Yeah, with it finally being admitted in general public discourse that this is all part of a bigger ecological crisis that we as humans are creating and continue to create even while fossil fuel projects are still 
being approved. Yeah, and then there's the lingering COVID aftermath health crisis and the education and schooling crisis. <laughs> it goes on, doesn't it? And, and don't forget the eruption of international wars and conflicts. Yes, with the ongoing stages of the global military-industrial complex playing its ugly but profitable games in Ukraine, Gaza, Myanmar, Congo, and our government's growing eagerness, it seems, to get involved in these conflicts, especially through the AUKUS sham. Yeah, and, and are falling into lockstep with a militarily aggressive US. Uh, and, and then there's the ongoing crisis of global corporate capitalism run by a cabal of rampant hyper-billionaires. Yeah, billionaires whose social media ownership allows them access to everyone's innermost thoughts and desires and intentions, aided and abetted by so-called influencers and personal resilience peddlers. Yeah, with their tentacles of power reaching past our skin barriers, mm. as you call it, Jacques, you call it, I think, subcutaneous yeah. reach into ourselves and our souls. And create our desires, basically, exactly. It's a sorry tale that we find ourselves in, not to mention our desperate hopes and imaginings that our political system and those we elect will do something, anything about it, that they will govern the nation. Yet we so often almost always nowadays, end up so disappointed by them, leaving us wondering why. Yeah, and dare I say this, Shark, in spite of all of that, we do wish uh, 2024 to become a happier, um, fruitful new year than 2023. Yeah, which should not be too difficult, given the awfulness 2023 was. Oh, thanks, that's a bit of an optimistic <laughs> note. That's Shark. right. So for happy... 2024 for you and for all of us and as we really and we, we really mean it when we urge ourselves and our listeners to think again about all the things we mentioned. Yeah, so looking back to our past our last program in 2023 about emblematic stories, if you think something is wrong with the system as it currently runs, I think everyone we all just need to remember that uh, we're not alone in seeing this and naming that the emperor is wearing no clothes and we do have to keep naming it and and while thinking critically is not all that is needed to turn the titanic to bring back another story it's certainly necessary so we start the year with some deeper reflection as to why we are so often disappointed with our political contortions i've been reading a book that might give You've us... been reading a book, Shark. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> well, it's a great way to start the year. It's one of my big addictions, really. <laughs> uh, that book, which I think might give us a good start with this, re with this needed reflection. Australian uh, National University, ANU, Professor of History, Frank Bongiorno. He wrote a book called Dreamers and Schemers, A Political History of Australia. It's a big and meticulous book with almost 500 pages. And I quote what sits on the cover of the book, divining the soul of the nation with acuity and grace. Mm. Dreamers and schemers is really a good moniker for the political history of this country, 
ever since its beginnings as invaders, convicts, squatters, diggers, conglomerate, bent on destroying the dreaming of the original inhabitants and replacing it with their own imperial schemes. I was particularly taken by Bongiorno's introduction to the book. He starts with the memorial service for Gough Whitlam on the 21st of October 2014, which was attended by 2,000 people in Sydney's town hall and lots of them standing outside watching uh, it on screen. Noel Pearson, one of the speakers, eulogized this old man, as he called him, Whitlam, 98 years as he died, as, and I quote him, a textbook case of reform trumping management, mm. which was confirmed by many other speeches of attending journalists and politicians. But as Bongiorno writes, and I quote, what was most telling was the way ordinary people, interviewed by journalists outside of the town hall or by letter writers, how they wove the story of the Whitlam government into their own lives. For such people, the political was personal and vice versa. Whitlam, they said, had changed their lives while changing the nation. Mm. End of quote. And, Jacques, I should add myself to those people as I am the proud owner of a personalised and signed photograph of Gough Whitlam sent to me after I thanked him for my tertiary education, which my family certainly would not have been able to afford, especially me being one of ten children. Yeah, and that is only one of the rather big achievements which were uh, brought in uh, during the Whitlam government. Mm. So, continuing with Bongiorno's commentary, he then makes clear that in the praise for Whitlam there was an implied criticism for the police politicians of the present, whose, and I quote, whose star barely flickered compared with Whitlam's. Mm. Bongiorno quotes Queensland journalist Dennis, Al uh, Dennis Atkins, and I quote again, the reductive, lowest denominator politics of fear and smear that we are served day after day is a world away from the inspiration and meaningful programs Whitlam presented, which were built on a functioning party system in stark contrast with the hollowed-out parties, sound bites, 24 hours, news cycle, and the manufactured black and white choices of modern election campaigns. End of quote. So there, now you have heard it from somewhere else, mm -hmm. rather than just from us. Mm -hmm. And on that note, let's go to a break with Time's Up by Larry Maluma.
You're listening to Think Again on 3CR Radio, 855 AM on your dial, and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today, for our first program in 2024, we thought it's time to have some deeper thought about what we're doing with ourselves in Australia, especially if we don't want to go down the US path. Rick Perlstein talks about what is happening in the US in an article in the Mother Jones Journal, and he talks about that countries, the US, its infernal triangle, which structures US politics in a really devastating way. Mm, so that infernal triangle referring to two main parties in the US, Republicans and the Democrats, and with the third point of the triangle being the mainstream media and with all failing to do their jobs in different ways. And we do need to look at what is happening in the US because of the dominance of its military-industrial-financial complex across the world and our seeming willingness to follow it anywhere it decides to go. Yeah, which is why it's useful, of course, to try and understand the mechanics of the US's infernal triangle a bit better and see what we can learn about that yeah, for our own country. Exactly, yeah. and see whether we're not having our own down-under version of that triangle. That's right. Rick Pilston characterises the infernal triangle structuring American politics as authoritarian Republicans, ineffectual Democrats and a clueless media. <laughs> That's a nice summary. I'll just repeat that. Authoritarian Republicans, seriously authoritarian mm -hmm. Republicans, mm -hmm. ineffectual Democrats, and clueless media. Okay, yeah. and I think clueless is probably a rather kind characterization. Mm. And particularly because at the centre of the authority in the Republican Party, we have a Mr. Trump. Mm -hmm. So that's how he describes the goings-on in Congress and in the political process. And I quote, In one corner, the Republicans, a party consistently ratcheting towards author authoritarianism, refusing, as a matter of bedrock principle, to compromise with adversaries they frame as evil and which they seek literally to destroy. In the second corner, the Democrats, a party that says in a political culture where there is not enough compromise, the self-evident solution is to offer even more compromise. Mm. Because those guys, that means the Republicans' extremist fever, surely should soon be breaking. Mm. Soon be breaking. And still waiting. <laughs> That's right. And in the third corner, the media, those agenda-setting elite political journalists who frame the Democrats as one of the sides, just the sides, who are destroying a nation otherwise united and at peace with itself because both sides stubbornly refuse to compromise. So that's how the media is characterising mm. the two main parties. That's right. That, uh, everything's pretty much okay. And mm -hmm. if they compromise, all would be good. That's right. <laughs> so... There are a few other things going on there. Firstly, I guess the idea that the media should always present two parties as just being two sides, mm -hmm. supposedly of equal merit. Yeah, the, right? the balance, the balance stuff. Mm -hmm, which we know about. Mm. But Rick Perlstein challenges this, highlighting the Republicans' increasing and really alarming authoritarianism. 
And I think it's worth quoting how, what he says about Trump, for mm-hmm. example. According to polls, something around half of lo- likely voters would like to see as our next president a man who thinks of law as an extension of his superior will, <laughs> who talks about race like a Nazi, wants to put journalistic organisations whose coverage he doesn't like in the dock for treason, and who promises that anyone violating standards of good order, as he defines them, shoplifters, for example, will be summarily shot dead by officers of the state who serve only at his pleasure. So that's pretty extreme. Uh, To continue the quote, a fascist, in other words, we find ourselves on the brink of an astonishing watershed in this 2024 presidential year, a live possibility that government of the people, by the people and for the people could conceivably perish from these United States, unquote. Mm. Uh, So that's pretty evocative Uh, and perhaps even more alarming. uh, Perlstein says that the Republicans have been pushing forward an idea of the accumulation of political power, which they are entitled to, Uh, beyond the outcomes of ballot boxes in elections, it seems. And uh, achieving power is seen as a question of will, even to the point of force of arms. Just like we have seen after the election of Biden. Exactly. And and the attack on the the Congress. So we can see that posting's not exaggerating. Mm, That's right. And so this version of republicanism, sorry, republicanism... (laughs) should obviously not just be treated uncritically as just another side of politics to be given equal space or time by the media or or in any public commentary for that matter. Just Mm. equal space. That's right. Without critique. And and what if one side is lying or disseminating misinformation? Bernstein argues that mainstream American political journalism has a structural bias towards republicanism with the focus on equal space rather than critique and analysis. To quote him, if one side in a two-sided fight is perfectly willing to lie, cheat, steal and intimidate without remorse in order to win, and journalists, as a matter of genre convention, must balance the ledger between both sides in the interest of so-called fairness, that is systematically unfair to decide less willing to lie, cheat, steal and intimidate, end of quote. Yeah, who are then at a big disadvantage. That's right. And that perfectly uh, describes how the No campaign for an Aboriginal voice to Parliament won the day in 2023 and led to the defeat of the referendum. Um, with that No campaign, with the No campaign, it's allowed to lie and disseminate misinformation, largely on social media. It's part of a concerted mm-hmm. social media Yeah, but campaign. not only, yeah. Yeah, that's right. All with the often clueless complicity yes, of mainstream media, exactly. including the ABC, perhaps the ABC fearing backlash from right-wing power brokers, which we <laughs> do see from time to time. <laughs> and this, of course, is what happened with attempts to do something about global warming over many years as well, with... The climate change deniers treated as 
just one side of the debate to be given equal time and space as the climate scientists who are presenting the known science truthfully and aren't those chickens coming home to roost? Mm -hmm. They certainly are. And like the Labour Party, when it was last in opposition, Pearlstein says that there is a timidity or unwillingness by the Democrats in the US to actually stand up to the, to the Republicans, to actually stand up on important points relating to fundamental directions that the country is taking. Yeah, and similarly in Australia, just look at Labour's small target strategy mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. into power yep. when it was last in opposition by not giving the Liberal National Coalition any potential political leverage by object objecting to things like future tax breaks for the rich, mm -hmm. <laughs> which are the forthcoming stage three cuts and um, which the Albanese government is now bound to, even though it is patently clear that we can't afford this form of welfare for the rich. Oh, we shouldn't afford it, exactly. And think about Labour's quick agreement to AUKUS when in opposition agreed to, in the blink of an eye, to outmaneuver the Morrison coalition government, and now joining Australia intimately to the US military dominance machine. So timidity all around and no one standing up mm. and doing their job, which mm -hmm. is Pelstein's point right. for talking about the US. And the whole political system suffers. Even within parties, opposition is timid. Just look at the Republican presidential nominations in the US, which we get a lot of publicity about, with very few op opponents of Trump willing to call out his excesses yeah. and because it's become such a mm. rare thing when they do it's instant political yeah. suicide unless they actually go to even become worse than trump <laughs> out trump yeah. trump yeah exactly it's similarly here you know for example we have weak opposition to right-wing excesses within the coalition uh, we call we call them moderates in the liberal party uh, and then they leave sometimes the party and become independent so st mm. stuff like that so while roughly uh, equating the democrats in the us with the alp here and clueless media with our almost fully partisan media we have to point out that this is all aided and abetted by the power of the so-called social and i would media. rather say anti-social media mm -hmm. and the growing and evolving amalgam of extremist groups which we will have to talk about more in following programs so, what to do? Rick Perlston concludes that all three corners or sides of the triangle, of the lethal triangle, need to be broken if the US wants to preserve the republic, that is, its brand of democracy, irrespective of which presidential candidate and party wins the 2024 election. Mm. Well, that's right, but I'd also put a big circle around Pelstein's triangle and call this circle corporate interests, mm -hmm. big corporate interests. And I put that in capitals because all main political parties and certainly our media seem to be subordinate mm -hmm. to corporate financial yep. interests. Why else are we still approving fossil fuel projects that are bringing on climate collapse before our eyes with people living through extreme weather events like fires and floods and much more frequently. So um, this idea about 
corporate rule was nicely um, captured. It's been written by quite a few people, but it was nicely captured in a famous book by David C. Corton titled When Corporations Rule the World. So for the sake of our planet, that power needs to be broken too. But, but Jacques, I should add that corporate dominance, I think it's important to note, corporate dominance is not complete. And as 3CR listeners well know, there are pockets and fronts of resistance everywhere, sometimes from unexpected places. So a case in point is Federal Minister Tony Burke commenting on the Wharfy, the current Wharfy pay dispute in the age mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that Australians are sick to death of profitable firms using wages as a scapegoat for soaring prices. Mm-hmm. So there... So certainly we, it looks as if we have a big year ahead of us for activists, for 3CR and for us at Borderlands and at Think Again presenters, as as presenters and also a big year ahead for you listeners. We need all hands on deck. And minds and hearts too. That's right. Uh, with the Borderlands Cooperative uh, program, we... On to our community announcements that's right. now. Yes. We are certainly participating in a Sustainable Living Festival in February and have four uh, events happening uh, at Borderlands in our relatively still new quarters in Footscray. And we are really preparing for another series of new or alternative economic ways of living our lives throughout the first half of next of this year. Uh, probably just also a little thought to uh, support the Palestine cause and struggles, uh, which seems to be getting from bad to worse. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us feedback or ideas, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. As always, our past programs are available by podcast on a variety of platforms and via the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. In the meantime, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to people and, sorry, to our brothers and sisters in prison to bring us into this program Please enjoy Milkumana by King Stingray.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.